Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. It is Friday. We have the NBA Finals in action, an overtime game. We're going to break that down. We're going to do a little uh, take your pick, picks and props. We've been making some money. Some of us have for you anyway. I think we have a spelling bee uh, pop quiz that we're going to do because the pop quiz, uh, the spelling bee is going on. Uh, but, Raja, are you aware that it is the summer of shorts? The summer of shorts? Yeah, the summer of shorts Isn't... with suits, no less. Oh. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, get up, walking in. Yeah, him. He's done the fucking outfits. Now, he went hardcore, like the suits with boots with high socks. Like, yeah. it was aggressive, to say the least. It was aggressive. Jordan Clarkson came in there with some shorts, too. I don't uh... – and I mean, I don't want to be that old dude, man. I would just, let's make a segment like old curmudgeon with Raja Bell or something like that. Like, let me just be old curmudgeon. Cause that, I, I am a fashion forward dude. Like you and I both, we like, we like a little bit of our fashion. Um, yep. when did it become cool to rock suits that like Tristan's look was all right. Like, you know, you got the white shoes on, no socks, you right. know, kind of, you know, three quarter length pants. But then Kyle Corver and, 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 and Kevin Love, you wear the three quarter pants with the boot, like the boots, the, the, right. it's just a bad look. I don't even know what to say. Like it's it's, it's just, it's, you're doing too much. It's like they didn't want to buy a new pair of shoes. Like that's what it was like. They didn't want to buy an extra pair of shoes. I can't wait to see you rocking those out in Hamptons though. Cause I could see you with the short, <laughs> shorts with the suit out in Hamptons this summer. I can see you out there. Um, so yeah, that'll be something to watch out for. See if they wear them. Cause this, I, I think this might have been their best performance. You called it. Because you said you thought the Cavs could get game one, and I thought you were spot on because I thought LeBron looked fresh after a lot of rest. I thought the Warriors looked a little bit off and out of sorts, just a little bit there. Steve Kerr was flirting with seeing some some things with the lineup, like starting JaVale McGee to start the second half. He was tweaking some things. But it was a crazy game with a crazy finish, one of the craziest finishes we've ever seen. You had the, the charge uh, that was called – um, on LeBron, and then all of a sudden it was switched to a block, so Kevin Durant was sent to the line. You had uh, George Hill sent to the line for two free throws, misses the second one that could have put them up. You had the J.R. Smith blunder. It was a crazy, crazy finish. Yeah, it was really, it was a really entertaining game. And, you know, the Cavs, you just, I mean, that was the opportunity if you were going to be in a series to take the first step. It wouldn't have guaranteed a series because, you know, like we won in, in 01 when I was with the Sixers the first game and promptly lost the next four. Um, the Cavs, the Cavs beat them in game one. Uh, what year was that? Like 15 or something like that when I was there with in the front office and, and we lost four in a row, I think after that. But so it didn't ensure a series, but that was the first step of a multi-step process of getting yourself into a series. You had the opportunity. You played well enough. You did enough. There was enough contribution from players. Kevin Love was not bad. Um, you know, coming back off of the, 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 the concussion protocol, he looked aggressive. He looked efficient. I mean, LeBron's 51 speak for themselves and you got enough from different players defensively. Um, and at times offensively to put yourself in a ball game. And when you're in the, when you're in the finals or in the playoffs, 
you're on the road. You just want to be in the ball game with the chance to win it late. That's sometimes all you can hope for. And if you get that opportunity, Danny, it's what we said about, you know, the Pacers earlier in this, in, in this playoff run against the Cavs. When you have an opportunity to beat them, you got to beat them. Mm-hmm. And the Cavs had that opportunity last night and they just, you know, they let it slip away. I mean, down the stretch of that game, there are a lot of things that I can touch on. Let's, let's start with the free throw. Like George Hill, you got to make the free throws. Yeah. All right. Like, and he's a, what is he, an 80% shooter, maybe higher than 80% free throw shooter. You have to make those. Yeah. And the way he missed it, front rim, it's like yeah. missing a putt short. Like you want to give it a chance to go in, man. Like don't short arm it. You know what I mean? Like that speaks, he just looked like a, l- a little tight. Um, which it can happen, but dude, you're not like a, fi- a first, second, third year guy. Like go ahead and stroke that ball. If, if you go at the confident stroke and it lips out or, you know, back rim or something like that, at least you gave it a chance. Don't be, don't be like short front iron on that free throw. Um, secondly, like JR off of the free throw, it was so weird because I knew time and score. I had just said like he's going to knock down these two free throws. They're going to advance the ball. Like I knew the situation when JR took off with that ball, something in my head, like, I had a lapse of, 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 of time and score at that point because I thought the game was over. When he ran the clock out, I thought the Cavs had won the game. Like it was so crazy looking that my mind was where JR's was. I thought the game was over. Cavs won. So here's JR, JR Smith talking about the end of game sequence. Let's listen to his explanation. I was trying to get enough space. Uh, you think? Cause I obviously can't stand it right there. Um, trying to get enough space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off. And then I see, no. I look, I looked uh-uh. over at Brian. He looked like he was trying to call timeout, so I just nope. stopped. And then, nope. Uh, nope. Stop. Game was over. You knew you were tied. You didn't think you were going to No, I seen it. I knew it was tied. It's just I thought he was going to call a timeout because you're a liar, Jr. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop Jr. Right Pretty now. Pretty sure stop. I didn't think I was going to shoot. Just cut that sound, Debo. All right, listen. Jr. Smith, Danny. Like, Jr. Smith is one of the worst or bad. All right, let me rephrase this. He's one of the best bad shot takers in the NBA over probably the last decade. Like, he yep. doesn't shoot open shots. He likes to shoot tough shots. He'll even give up a good look to take a tougher shot. He like prides himself on shooting them. And I know for a fact, because he told our front office staff when I was in Cleveland, that he loves to practice those like last second heaves where other players don't want to take them because sometimes they affect like your shooting percentage or your field goal percentage. He actually relishes the opportunity to shoot those, which is what he had in his lap yesterday. So everything that I know about Jr points to the fact that if he knows time and score, he's going to get that shot up. It is there's no question, not not one, not for one second do I believe that J.R. Smith thought that he was going to get an opportunity to shoot the ball. He just completely had a had a brain fart and that happens. But just look, dude, you don't even have to apologize. Like I I heard someone say, oh he needs to come out and apologize. You don't need to apologize. He made a mistake. But yeah. don't lie about it. Don't come out and say you knew at the time. You did not. And I read your lips, bro, so I know you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. He's doing some serious damage control is what J.R. Smith's doing because he said he looked up at LeBron and LeBron was trying to call. No, LeBron was giving him the death stare of what are you doing right now. Right. And it only got worse after they were going to the bench because when they went over there, you saw the space with the gap was like a mile wide in that one chair that was between J.R. Smith and, and, and LeBron James when they sat on the bench. And I thought I, I, I didn't have the live betting up, but if I would have, because I was falling asleep and I was kind of watching the game in my bed, I would have bet the house that the Warriors were going to close out that game in overtime. I thought that totally deflated them. 
It took every bit of momentum, every bit of positive energy from the Cavs. And I thought it just – I think it could be one of those ones that really like sets it's the over. tone for it's the rest rap. of the series. It's a wrap. Yeah, it, it does. It feels like a wrap. So here's real quick. Listen to Ty Lue and what LeBron James said about J.R. Smith at the end. He thought we were up one. They asked me if I talked to Jr. about it. I said no already. <laughs> I knew it was a tie game. We, met, we, we was down one. Um, George Hill went up. He made the first one. We got the offensive rebound. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's Everybody my view. Except so, JR. I don't know what Jr. was thinking. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. That's like, yo, stop, hey, stop. He don't. Yeah. He, he's. I'm going to well, deal like, with Brian JR later. To do that Savant thing where he's talking about every little situation. Like, I knew George Hill made the first one. Yeah, like, duh, we all saw that. And it's almost like if you have – and you are taught this from the youngest age. Like, from the minute you play either Little League Baseball or whether you're playing basketball at a young age, you're you're taught to know, be aware of situations. Like, all right, if this happens, what am I going to do? Especially late-game situations. Yeah. All right, if we get the ball, are we calling timeout? Are we not? What do we need? Do we need a two? Do we need a three-pointer? Like, you are taught these types of things from youth basketball all the way up. I just think J.R. Smith just totally had a brain fart, like you said. He did. His, he's trying to do damage control. I don't blame him for trying to come out and say it, but you got to just come clean. you I, just got to be like, hey, I blew it. Just like he blew it before halftime when he went for the risk and he tried to block Steph and got out of position and Steph hit the three to tie it up before half, which was another huge momentum-shifting play. Like every player, you take the good and the bad with Jr. right? Like that, It is what it is. Just say, hey, bro, I blew that. I, I made – because you're mis- – you're, your excuse about going to call a timeout, that doesn't even make sense. Like in a situation like that, like you, you don't want to call a timeout. You got the ball. They're scrambling. Sometimes the best offensive looks you're going to get in a shot clock possession or in any possession is off an offensive rebound because people aren't matched up. Um, they can't find their man. So it, it wouldn't even make sense to, to, to call a timeout and then have to inbound it against the set D. Like, I don't know. I, I just it, it was a, the the whole end of the game. I thought distracted from what was a really really good game. I thought again, Cavs had the opportunity, could have taken one step of a multi step process um, in terms of getting themselves into a series. Right now, I think it's a wrap. But the way the whole game was handled down the stretch, the Cavs, I thought, had played well offensively down the stretch um, for a while, and then late, like the last maybe two, three possessions um, of regulation, even though LeBron scored on that really tough hanging shot where he double-clutched it. And the mm-hmm. last one, he got lucky because George Hill made a good cut that they got the foul on Clay Thompson. They went away from the ISO that they were playing before, which was quick ISO. LeBron getting the ball and kind of attacking um, quickly without that methodical set you up let the defense settle. And they got out and they got into like really slow Houston ISO ball for, or, or Golden State ISO ball from the first round of the first game of the Houston series where it's slow. There's a zone behind LeBron and down the stretch in overtime, like you could see that that was not fruitful at all. Like LeBron had 24 points in the paint on 85% field goals, right? I mean, 85% of his field goals were unassisted. He was effective in ISO ball, but that's when he was going quick. All right. It's when he was going before the defense had a chance to set up behind him. He started waiting and being way too deliberate, uh, down the stretch. He had 28 direct isolation plays. It's seven more than he's had in any game over the last three seasons. They made an effort to get the switch and make the ISO, but you have to go quickly. All right. So walk me through. I hate instant replay in all sports. I think it totally takes out the momentum of the game. I think it makes the viewing experience awful. 
and I cannot stand. I actually don't even know what call that was correct from the officials, but I think that at that point in time, why stop it down? I get they wanted to make sure he was out of the restricted area, which LeBron was out of the restricted area. But changing, which is already, I think, one of the hardest, most judgmental calls in the NBA, going from a charge to a block, I cannot stand that. I, I, I hated the call at the end. What did you think of the official's call on uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron James play when they when they switched it? I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of a cop out um, that they were able to go to the replay because of foot positioning um, inside or outside of the restricted area. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of that time, he is far enough outside the restricted area where there, it's not a question. There are three right. of you out there. You all know that he is not in that inside that restricted area. It wasn't bang bang where like his heels were on the line. He was almost like a half a foot outside the restricted. That wasn't the question. What what happened was Kenny Kenny Mowry had a, a charge and Tony Brothers had a block, and so they used they used the ability to go back to replay and his feet being what's replayable, they use that to get back into the debate as to whether or not it was a charge or a block. And I think that's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Like they ultimately, yeah. in my opinion, got the call correct, but you shouldn't be able to go. You know he's outside the restricted, and you use that to get into whether or not it was a block charge. Plus, I don't subscribe to like I, I listened to Jeff Van Gundy last night. Mm-hmm. Why is that goaltending and an out-of-bounds call off somebody? Why are those the three plays that you decide – are important enough to get right down the stretch. If we're going to do this, then take it back to every every damn call. Like, right. let's make sure we get every damn call. And that's not feasible, right? So right. let's not open Pandora's box with certain calls we're going to be able to go back and 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 replay and change down the stretch. What makes a block charge call more important than a jump ball? Like, what what right. makes a what, what makes an out of bounds off of you or me more important than than a foul on a jump shooter? Like, if you miss someone getting foul shooting a three, you don't think they, you know, you deserve the opportunity to go back and check that out. I just, I, I, where do you draw the line and which ones hold more weight than the others? Like, I don't know. And I don't know how you uh, allow refs to go back and change a call that was already made, uh, under false pretenses because you knew his feet were outside the restricted area. Right. And that, that's why I hate replay period because I think it just opens that Pandora's box that you mentioned and it only makes things worse. Like I am okay with an element of human error. Officials are going to blow calls. Even in that situation, if they got it wrong, we can all live with it. Like, it wouldn't have been the worst right. thing in the world. Now, it might have changed the outcome of the game, but let's let it happen. Let's let it play out because they slow down the game. It takes forever, and they still it's still questionable whether they get the call right all the time. That's what drives me nuts. Um, so LeBron was Superman, right? I mean, he made everything look so easy at 51, 8, and 8. Uh, he played 47 minutes and 32 seconds where they just snuck him in a little bit of a of rest. I think in the second quarter was when they snuck in some rest for him. But I I look at this game and I think if you're the Cavs, like that was your best punch. Like that was your best knockout punch and the Warriors just kind of brushed it off. Like is there anything you can take away from this if you're the Cavs that like gets you in a good position like where you feel good or are you kind of feeling like all right, we got to just try to do that every game? Well, I mean, yeah, that that's <laughs> I would be deflated if I were the Cavs because I right. agree with you. Like that was the game that we had a chance to steal. What you get 51 from LeBron on 19 for 32. Um and the, and the, and Golden State didn't play great. That's your opportunity. You come into a 
You come into a playoff series on the road trying to steal a game. And a lot of times if you can jump out in game one, like you'll have an opportunity. Like you will. And so you have to take advantage of it. So I don't know what the Cavs say, you know, other than, you know, there is an Andre Iguodala factor with that team. Like Andre Iguodala, and I know, you know, I heard people talk earlier in the week about how he's not that effective on LeBron and so on and so forth. But um, they don't have anyone right now that can guard LeBron. Not that Iguodala could, but I believe he does a better job of it than Kevin Durant. Like when Kevin Durant was the primary defender, he was on LeBron for 45 possessions. LeBron was 10 for 15 from the field for 30 points. Like that's not very effective on LeBron, right? And against Draymond Green on nine possessions, uh, LeBron was four for six from the field with eight points. That's not very good either. So what I take away from it is they don't have anyone to guard LeBron, like not even serviceably. So unfortunately, Big Doug, you're going to have to keep doing what you're doing, and we're going to have to hope that we get those supplementary like um, uh, uh, performances from the guys around the fringes. But I would feel like a huge opportunity was lost um, and I, I would have a hangover this morning, just uh, maybe, maybe physically as well, because I'm, I would have had to have been out drinking last night after what happened. <laughs> right. I think it was devastating because they knew how close they were. LeBron was spectacular. I thought it was so like, you think about how big LeBron is, but it's never more evident than when Steph Curry gets matched up on him. And Steph is like, Steph looks like an eighth grader, like a little kid trying to guard <laughs> LeBron. Like he just looks so small when he's trying to defend him and really has no chance. Here's Ty Lu uh, talking about how good LeBron was. It was great. I mean, it was epic, and he did enough to to carry his team to a victory. And um, you know, we just came up short. But um, this is LeBron James. That's who he is. That's why he's the best player in the world. He's been doing it for us all season. And um, you know, <laughs> to do what he did tonight and then come up robbed is just not right. Yeah, he definitely got robbed. Is right because they had a chance to steal one. I have. I took a prop bet. We didn't do it on here. Uh, LeBron James to win the finals MVP, you get it plus 700. And I took it because I felt like I didn't want to, I didn't want to pick the Cavs to win the series. And so if they do win, it's obvious LeBron's going to get it. And I think there's a chance he could win NBA finals MVP on a losing team, which hasn't, I think Jerry West was one of the guys who did it. I think people, the voters would start to feel bad for him, but he's clearly the best player out there he's the best player in the world and i think he's going to keep i think he might average 40 through this nba finals like he's going to have to to give this team any chance so that's your uh your pick for me your want, uh, bonus pick right there i want to know when the series shifts from like lebron trying to win the series to lebron just putting to bed anyone <laughs> who would ever make a case for kevin durant being in the same like sentence with right him as best right. player in the game right now and michael exactly. jordan he overall. might still do that <laughs> yeah right all right, so let's keep it moving. Let's do, uh, so did you see any of the spelling bee? The spelling bee is on. I was ESPN so bad. promos it a ton. You get all these nerds. We're up there spelling. You ever right, want right? to feel really bad about yourself? I, watch it. I was always so bad in the spelling bee. <laughs> it's painful to watch. Whoa. Everyone's so yeah. good. All right, guys. Anna, you were probably a spelling bee. Um, you were probably in that. Art school? Yeah, in art school. Totally. <laughs> they used to make us be in the spelling bee. Really? Yeah, when we were in elementary school, you had to be in the spelling bee. No, I think you're right. I did yeah. do it too. Yeah. Well, we're spelling making you be in the spelling bee today. Yeah, <laughs> your time has come. <laughs> All right, so in honor of the Scripps National Spelling Bee, we're going to test your guys' knowledge of the spelling with some of your former teammates' names. But <laughs> first off, Danny, I have to ask, yesterday you tweeted out some of your favorite guys in every sport. Yeah. Please spell Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> did His I spell name. it wrong on my list? Very wrong. 
I did. So I actually Googled it yesterday to try to look it up, and it didn't do the spell. Like it didn't I have a little red said, line under it. I think you said Gregski. Oh, it was a G in there. I spelled it that wrong. A G yeah. instead of a K. Oh, so that's where I screwed up. So that was like a spell check thing. So it's G R E T Z G Y K Y K Y. Second, I did it again. Oh my! Don't, do not blame it on spell check. <laughs> if this is if this is any foreshadowing, all right, ready? Your first one, Danny. Wayne Messam. Oh, Wayne Messam, that's my guy. He's uh he's actually a politician locally in South Florida. I'm gonna say it's first and last. Oh, first and last. You yeah, guys let's are gonna go. Put me to test on that one. Let's first go. I'm gonna go. say W A Y N E. Wayne spelled normally. Messam. M E S S A M. You. You know, there's really no normal way of like Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Um. Unless you're Dwayne Wade, and then you spell it all wacky. Exactly. Okay. Um, Raja, Gene Kirkak. Gene Durkak. Kirkak. <laughs> it's Durkak. All right. All right. No, I like that. Um, can you use it in a sentence, please? Um, hi, my name is Gene Kirkak. I was forward at FIU. Nice. Um, <laughs> origin, please. No. All right. Uh, Gene Durkak. Uh, G E. G E N E D E R K A C K. Gene Durkak. Correct. Correct. Yes. Oh, it's just wrong on mine. You did it right. I didn't. I screwed mine up because you said it. And it's procedural, it. bro. You got to be on point with the spelling. That's what they used yeah. to teach us. All right, Danny Chad yeah. Bratsky. Oh. Who the heck is Chad Bratsky? <laughs> what? No. Chad Who the Bratsky. Heck is Chad Bratsky. Giants. I know Bill Bratsky. Right. All uh, right. Chad, C H A D, Bratsky of of Polish origin. I'm gonna go with B R A T S K I. Z. Do we have a buzzer? Uh, Do we have a buzzer? Should I just use my awful voice? Okay, it's B R A T Z K E. Um. All right, I got another one for you, Raja. Yep. Nicholas. Oh, Nicolas Skidisvili. <laughs> I said it so Nicola. Um, gee, that's tough. That's not fair either. But you get Bratsky, I get Skidisvili. Um, let's see. I got it coming for him. Don't you worry. Nicola. Hey, the uh, short ones are sneaky tough. I think it's a K in Nicola. Is it a K in Nicola? And I, and I K O L A. Uh, no. It's C O L A. Um, N I K O L. Keep going. Nic- Nicholas or Nicola? Okay, so it's N I K O L O Z. Oh, Nicolos. Okay, jeez. Nicolos. Uh, Skidis Vili was like T S. Mm-hmm. Yep. K I T S. No. Oh, I. Yep. S V I L I. S H V I L I. Jeez Louise. Skeeter. You yeah, were that was so close. Thank you. Thank that you. That was actually Thank very you. impressive. That might be the toughest name. Really in cool dude, history. too. Like, he's a really cool cat. All right. Danny. Yeah. Ephraim Salam. <laughs> <laughs> Ephraim, spelled like the biblical Ephraim, was a great offensive lineman, too. He's a really good dude. E P H R A A M. A I M. Oh, so close. Salam S A L A A M. Okay, yeah. 
I, are you, are you Googling? He's Googling. This is so I, unfair. He's are Googling. You, so Googling are you right Googling? now. I did not. I, honestly, I got it wrong. If I'm going to Google it, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> um, all right, Raja. Steve Nash. Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Jim Jackson. No, okay. Okay. I'm kidding. I'll give you another one. Um, Todd McCullough. Oh, the Dipper. They used to call him the Big Dipper. Um, pinball hey, Wizard. Pinball Wizard. Yeah, had had like something in his feet, like a de, like a de, de, debilitating like foot. Um, anyway, uh, Todd McCullough, T O D D, right? McCullough. M C. Really? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> he didn't have a K in his name, did he? No. M A C. Oh, M A C. All right, McCullough. I thought it was one of those M, big M, small <laughs> C's. Um, U L L O U G H. No. Todd. Okay, so it's M A C C U L L O C H. That's just like rude. Yeah, it's wrong. McCullough. Oh, it's that's wrong. like McCulloch. Yeah. All right, we got a tiebreaker here, guys. All right. Actually, we're gonna have two tiebreakers because you both suck. So, <laughs> Ike Hilliard. Oh, that's easy, my man Ike. Great dude. Even though he was a Gator, he was a great dude. We should have had a buzzer here. I wanted that one. You got a buzzer. It yeah, should have been like true. Family Feud I-K- style. Go. I-K-E mm-hmm. Hilliard H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Correct. Yeah. You Boom. win nothing. <laughs> All right. Boom. Let's see if you guys can get this one. Yes. Hannah Ostopchuk. <laughs> Forget no chance. H- I got no chance. Hey, are you? You're an A, right? Yeah. You're an N A. You're not an N A H. H A N A. O S T A P. Yes. Whoa. C H U C K. Oh, so close. C K. No, no C. Yeah. Just a K. That's what I meant to say. That. You guys, I'm so proud of you. Next time I go to Starbucks, Raja. There we go. I got you. Upside down, caramel macchiato, skinny. You can have that. I'll take the crown, the smelling bee crown. Yes, there you <laughs> All, <right. laughs> All right, let's keep moving with the little take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. All right, the Stanley Cup will go a full seven games. Take it or leave it. It's been a fun opener. You've got the 1-1 split. They go back to Washington. They've been close games. You had an insane save from Brandon Holpe. They're talking about it being one of the the most memorable saves in hockey history and the fact that the Camden Stanley Cup final makes it even bigger. I'm going to say it does. I think hockey is the sport that hasn't disappointed. I think there's a real even uh, distribution of talent. You've seen a lot of series go seven games. I think the Stanley Cup finals could be no different. I think it's going seven. I'm going seven with you, man. Um, the Caps at home are four and five this postseason. Knights on the road six and two. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot, um, a parody in the, in the NHL. I spoke to it a few weeks ago. I think they got it right with the expansion and and I I hope yeah. it goes seven because it's been fun. I've been I've been peeping in here and there to check it out. Yeah, definitely check out when they go back to Vegas. Check out the pre like pregame festivities because it's insane. Like it's it's lit as the kids say nowadays. Oh, it's lit. Uh, okay, yeah. Danny. It is lit. All right, uh, Tiger will finish in the top ten at the Memorial. Take it. Or leave it. Leave that. Leave it. Leave it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, what was See he? See what he said after his round. Back was tight. A little bit yeah. nervous. That's, yeah. That's always that. Don't start that stuff. Don't start that itch, Tiger. I already told you, bro. Like 
I don't want any more of that. Like, just go out there. If you're even and you ain't playing well, just say I didn't play well. I don't want to hear about the damn back anymore. I don't want to hear about the physical. My glutes weren't firing. I don't want to hear about any of that. Just go Amen. out there. And if you're average, be average. Yes. Amen. Tiger is I so think he annoying. Is. I, I'm going to take it. I think he gets to the top 10. Take if it. If you look at how he started and how he finished, yeah. he got things under control. As bad as it was, he was four over through after seven holes. Managed to get it back to even. He's in 47th. I think he can make a move. I think I don't think he'll be in the hunt. I think it could be like a backdoor top 10 finish. Like, yeah, he puts a number no up on Sunday, on and, Sunday and it just yeah. works his way he in there. Two to 65. Yeah, I hope you're right. In the top 10. I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm with you. I don't want to hear about the back. He did kind of have a smile on his face. He's like, oh, he's like, it was tight. He's like, but there was no pain. So that's the clear. That's the clarification yeah, that made me feel Because he knows he's he's an idiot. Like he knows that he's just coming up with an, with an excuse. I actually liked what Jack Nicholas said. <laughs> that he, he said that Tiger has to learn how to win again. Yeah, I'm yeah, all for no, Jack Nicholas's opinion. There's something. There's something to be said for that. I think there's yeah. beef there. I mean, who no, the hell is Jack, Jack Nicholas? I mean, Jack is Jupiter's Jack finest. Like, I mean, but who the hell is he to know anything about like Jack Nicholas? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> I know his whole family. What yeah. do you want to know? No, are you? Do you know Jack? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, they're um, they're, they're like Jupiter. Like they, they are actually, Jupiter. Like they are Jupiter because his son Jack Nicholas Jr. Yeah. All right. Next up, this has been one of the craziest Side stories. Conversation me and Hannah. But Danny beat it. We got it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> This has been one of the craziest stories we've seen in the NBA in a while, although it seems like the NBA is the soap opera of professional sports. The Sixers have no other option than to fire Brian Colangelo. Take it or leave it? I'm going to take it. Take it? Um, I, I just don't know where you go from here. I don't know. It's so convoluted. It's such a mess. Um, like, I don't know how you get past it. Uh, and uh, other than someone coming out from s- under some rock and saying, like, yes, I confessed. I was the one that did this. Barbara. Like, I've got a vendetta against Brian Colangelo. Barbara, who? Colangelo? Col- yeah, but I mean, that does, if it's her, it's just as bad as if it was him. So Why? You still- Why is it just as bad if it's him? I don't think he should be. This whole thing has that's really your, bothered that, me. That's in-house, Danny. Like, if you're, look, if, if you work, if you're my general manager and your wife can't be quiet, and this is not even basketball, but like, let's say you're the CEO of a, a Fortune 500 company and your wife is out there, uh, reckless all over social media costing you, you know, shareholders and so on and so forth. Like, it doesn't matter whether it was you or your wife, you gotta go. Here's the thing. It is super shady. Like, the people that are doing the quote reporting, and I know it's, Started with the Ringer, but I thought even the Ringer article, which is a legitimate website, you know, Ben Dietrich is a you know a respected guy. It's shady the way they jump to conclusions and kind of pull different bits of anonymous sources. Yeah, it was reckless. Accounts. It's re- and then but then now you've got like these Twitter dorks, like Twitter sleuths, they're calling them. They're researching these accounts. Who knows where they're coming from? I almost feel like I think Brian Colangelo is onto something when he said somebody is out to get me. There's some rumors out there that Sam Hinkie is possibly one of the sources. Danny. Like this story is nuts. What, but yeah, what? It, what? Debo said what? Don't buy that. <laughs> you buy that Sam Hinkie is doing this rather than his wife? Like the No, I think but I think all of it, I think there are bits and pieces of truth in all of it. But does that mean you fire the guy? Like, yeah. I, the, least, it, the Roger, person what's I the think most is least likely to do it is him. It, How important are relationships with the GM? No, they're really important. Like, I mean, th- there's a level of trust, trust that you have to have there with a the guy, you know, you who you would be telling 
certain information to. And so that, that's all I'm saying. I look, I am, I'm on record. I like Brian Colangelo. Like I, I, and I said on the pod on one, I hope he didn't do this. Like I really do hope that this is someone that's out to get Brian. But when you've got such a mess, um, and it's really not clear as to who's at fault and the picture has been painted the way it has, like there are a lot of burnt bridges there trust wise and, and in the chain of communication, I think their hands are going to be forced to some degree. I think the longer this goes without anything happening, the better chance he has of keeping his job. You could be because right. Because it's just kind of the way our world works now with social media in 2018. Like if he can in, survive that initial onslaught of bad press and bad, you know, yeah. people calling for his firing, maybe he survives. Now they're doing the in-house investigation, so we'll see. But uh, I think there's going to be more to this story that comes out. Danny, we'll I think by the time some people listen to this podcast on Friday, he'll be gone. Wow. Whoa. All right. Sounds good. That's then I'll look take. like a genius after that. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Next, last one for take it or leave it. Teddy Bruschi made a good point. So Teddy Bruschi came out, and I am firmly taking this. He said, quote, players that don't like their Patriot experience are the ones that can't take tough coaching, get eaten up by pressure, blame others for failures, and expect things are supposed to be given to them. I am glad he spoke up because – the Patriot way has been taking a bashing and it is people who have, have been there, played and either gotten cut or moved on. If you didn't like it, you got out of there. It's still like, stop complaining about it. It worked. Like you cannot, you can say everything you want about it, but it's brought them five rings. It's bought them championships. So just keep your yapper shut about it. Now it might be breaking. It might be crumbling before our eyes. But now I've, I'm getting annoyed by the people that are just taking shots at the Patriot way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take that too. Um, you know, it's pro, it's proven, man. There's a, yeah. there is a, there's a track record there that speaks for itself. So, um, while every player in a major sport doesn't subscribe to the same way to get ready and prepare yourself, like when, when the results speak for themselves, like let them speak for themselves. Shut the F up. Right. Exactly. All right. Taking that. All right, next up, let's do some picks and props. Picks and Debo. props. Debo is running away with this thing, man. You're five and one. I really Jeez. wish I was actually gambling on these games instead of betting on the WNBA every night like I have been doing. Um, but yeah, I'm five and one. Raja's three and two. We actually changed his Stanley I would have Cup been pick four the other day. And one. He would have been four and one. Damn it. Danny three and three. Hannah two and four. You can't copy today though. That's your problem. You're, you're relying on us. I too only much. copied recently. <laughs> I mean, I've only you, been doing I led you down the wrong path with that one too. Apologies. All right. So big news. I think we've been talking about that podcast field trip. Delaware on Tuesday, they're officially unveiling legal sports betting in three casinos oh. across the state. That's starting June 5th. So exciting news there. Our first pick, Stanley Cup game three tonight. Capitals minus 125. The Knights plus 105. This one in DC. Series tied at one game apiece. I'm going to take the Caps. I think they get their first game coming back home, the place, the energy, the crowd, all of that's going to be into it. I'm going to say uh, Ovechkin and the Capitals get game uh, their first game at home. I agree. Uh, that first game back at home um, after being on the road, especially in the finals, is going to be electric. Atmosphere is going to be out of control. So I'm going to take the Caps. I'll roll with you. I got the Knights. I'm going Knights. That's bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> on his face after she said, I'm going nights. I'm going nights. Game two of the NBA Finals, not until Sunday, but we don't have a podcast till then. Same exact line, and it was for game one. Really, no indication after that first game. It's Warriors minus 12, this one also in Oakland. Uh, Do they get it done this time? Do they cover? We thought, Danny, I think you and I were both a little nervous last night that the Warriors were actually going to cover once it got to overtime. 
Do they cover in regulation <laughs> yeah. this time? I think they cover easily. I think this is going to be the game. When you talked about it being a devastating blow, how close they were, losing it overtime, I think the Warriors are going to absolutely annihilate the Cavs in this one. I agree. I think the Warriors cover the 12. And now I, I was fascinated last night. That's where I really found myself watching down the stretch was how good of a game like, cause I said that the Cavs would cover the number last time, right? And I was like, I'm so right. You said like, eight to ten. Yeah, I said I'm so good. And then, <laughs> like, it was like, everything just went wrong. And I, like, I found myself really thinking about gambling and how these dudes in Vegas can get these lines right. Who could have predicted, like, what happened at the end of that game? And the number fell at what? What was it last night? Ten. It's incredible. Like, it, it was yeah. fascinating to watch. Was it a good way you were thinking about it? Like, no, I was. Like, or like, oh, this could be bad if I get into this. Well, I was going to be pissed because I would, I was going to lose the bet on the show and I don't think I'll ever get into it, but I was just amazed at how close to the number they projected it could be with all of the drama that came, came down the stretch. I think the Cavs keep it close again in game two. Ooh. I'm going Cavs. I'm going Cavs. I, I mean, I went with Cavs to beat him. I don't know. Right. I think the Warriors could do it, but I would uh, yeah. really like You're first next time. A couple props here. So yesterday, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, brief Cleveland Cavalier, posted an Instagram photo and said, let's get it, LOL. It was a post with him, LeBron, and JR, obviously, in Cavs uniforms. So hypothetically, how many points do you think Isaiah Thomas would score in this series, I don't know how much you would be used, but I have it set at 12 and a half points a game. 17 a game. He's yeah, a, if he's healthy, yep. I'd, I'd go, I'd go over there. He's going to get his shots. All of that, all of that switching promotes ISO. They don't have a whole lot of ISO guys except LeBron and Kevin Love in the mid post right now. And Isaiah's an, a dude who can go get you some buckets. So he, he'd get 17. Yeah, I'd take the over too. Averaged 14 and a half. In his time in Cleveland. The second prop here. So the other day it was the deadline to withdraw from your name being considered for the NBA draft. A couple Villanova guys who helped them win the national title decided to stay in the draft. So the over-under prop here is three and a half Villanova players selected in the top 20 of June's NBA draft. Just 20 days away we got that draft coming up. You got Mikel Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Omari Spellman, and... Final four most outstanding player, Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu. That's a tough one. I'm going to say under. Um, Mikel Bridges is probably the, 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 the most heralded, right? Yes. Like, in, but I don't know the rest of them and I would imagine 20. Jalen Brunson seems like the type of dude that would be late, late first round, a real solid pick, but I don't think he's blowing anybody off the charts with like the measurables and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll say under. I say probably two. I'm gonna say under too. I think guys always get overhyped up leading up into the draft, and when it times when it comes time to actually call your name, I think there's a lot of good players out there. You've got guys from Europe. You got you know there's just yeah. gonna be a lot more players that are gonna get taken. So I would say the under as well. All right, Tanny, this one a weird one. Uh, don't really know what's going on. Didn't know the situation until it came out the other day. But before or after June 15th, that Jimbo Fisher officially signs his deal with. Texas A&M. It's, it's a little wacky, right? Yeah, it's really weird considering he left six months ago. Like he's been a head coach of Texas A&M for six months. I don't know if it's like contractually they're doing the fine details, but even still six months, you would think for a $75 million deal, I would not be able to sleep until it was signed and dotted. Like everything, everything was locked down. I'd still be a little bit nervous. Do I get my money? <laughs> Obviously, they said they were not worried about it. Jimbo's not worried about it. I mean, they're not going back on it. 
I just feel like, man, do you want that check? So I would, I would, I guess, I mean, June 15th, the over under, I mean, I, I would say I'd probably take the over because they don't seem like they're in any hurry. Like they'll get it done, I guess. I need That's my weird. money, bro. Let me get that yeah, money. Exactly. I need, I'm not doing any more work no. until I get paid. Hey, Port. I need that money, baby. <laughs> All right, let's keep it rolling with uh, a new segment Debo wants to try out. What do you have for us, Debo? This might be a one-time segment. We're not sure, but obviously it's very relevant. We talked about Brian Colangelo already. Going to be fired by noon. Um, so here's something. I see Danny's notifications. He's quite frequently burned. This one is going to focus yeah. on Raja. So I want you to rate the burn. So these okay. are real Twitter accounts. That are burning me? You be the judge. I don't know All if right. they're burning you or <laughs> yeah. someone else. But I'm going to read this tweet. You just react Uh-oh. and rate the burn. All right. This one from at you know Dennis G. Scotty Pippen is Raja Bell with HGH in his system. <laughs> <laughs> is that a burn? Yeah, I mean, that's probably a burn on Scotty. <laughs> it's not really I think me. you'll sense a theme <laughs> here right, with some right. of these. Um, at DY Loading, CP3 in the second round is no more than Raja Bell with national sponsorship deals. Yeah, I think that, that one's more that, towards yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little <laughs> kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, at Mo Kane, Steph Curry is really just Raja Bell with an Under Armour contract. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I love Twitter. Raja, that's if you're great. not convinced to join Twitter after this, oh my God, I don't know that's what to fantastic. Tell you. Uh, at Sofa Boomin, Russell Westbrook, just Raja Bell with a fashion line. What? Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> I, I, don't go down that route. Don't do no, it. we're not going we're to believe you me. Um a couple more here. At Mets oh, great fan. I like these. I know, it's interesting. Go, yeah. Might be my favorite. Uh, at Mets fan J, James Harden is Raja Bell with a love for strippers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, but, these are wild. Like my, that's so fantastic. Go, please, please keep going. Uh, at Salido, Paul George really just Raja Bell with a small forehead. <laughs> I don't know if that's saying he has a small whore forehead or you have a big forehead. I probably have a bigger forehead. And this one. Oh my God. Uh, came in last night. Uh, this is pretty disparaging, but J.R. Smith is just Raja Bell with a drinking addiction. Uh, wow. That, a, lot, a, lot of, dark. a lot of Henny jokes last yeah. night. Ah, oh, J.R. Oh, J- I feel terrible. Like, all jokes aside, fantastic tweet. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not getting on Twitter because of that. But you don't tweet is how you say it. I don't tweet her. Yeah. I don't Twitter. No, no, you don't tweet. You don't do Twitter. I don't do Twitter, but I don't tweet. You could have a burner just to monitor stuff just, like this. Just to just to run. No, he doesn't want to. He'd be out there. What was your favorite? What was the best one of all of those? What was the best one? I you, had, you said your favorite. What's I had more that I left off. Too. Yeah, oh, there we were might more. Have a you have a edition. lot. He yeah, showed me some. I have an entire folder saved on my. That's computer. so fantastic. Fantastic. What did you like? Um. I don't know. I kind of liked, um, I kind of liked the Steph Curry. Chris Paul, Chris Paul was, Chris Paul was good too. Russell Westbrook with a fashion line. Yeah, Hart no, that one's, that one's great. What the fuck, strippers? Let get the strippers. Not even gonna do that. Uh, alright, so it is Friday. So, guess what time it is? It's time for some five star Q&A. You know five the drill. Five star Q&A. Go to, uh, iTunes, download, subscribe, leave us a five star review in the review section. Ask us a question. Ask us anything. We will answer it. Hannah, give us some good stuff today. Our boy, Rob from ATL, he said, would you rather be more open about your politics on the show or post your street address on social media accounts? P.S. Keep your head on a swivel at CB Morning. We got beef. <laughs> we got serious <laughs> beef there. Yeah, Man. Between our followers right here. I like it. I would say I would rather post my street address on social media accounts because no matter what you believe, no matter what you put out there, 
you are going to piss off half of the followers. Like, it never, ever fails. You could even give one sentence. It might not even be your real political view, and people will lose it. They'll make assumptions. It is the worst thing that is tearing our country apart right now. It's politics. I can't stand them. This is true, but I'd rather be more open about my politics and give out my street address. I don't want people at my house. Um, and generally speaking, like, I feel like I'm pretty rational when it comes to my politics. Like, I, I think I come from a place where, like, I could appeal to both sides at times. So I'm not, I'm not running from that. I'm cool with the, the politics. Yeah, I'm politics crazy on sure. politics. You could be robbed or murdered or something if someone knew. Yeah, ain't address. nobody coming to my, I don't no. want, I don't I got a gated in neighborhood, man. Yeah. I know he's getting through that gate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the beef continues between Rob from ATL and CB Morning because we got one from CB Morning too. Now this one is long, guys. He says, this will be lone-winded. I think he meant long-winded, but I have a curse. Every year I buy a jersey of a football player, <laughs> mostly my team. The Browns, but not all. I bought a Far Vikes jersey. Then the Saints ended his career. Then I bought a Wes Walker for the Super Bowl, concussion in the Super Bowl, and didn't get picked up next year. I've recently got Manziel and RG3 to rock for my brownies, but they're both done. Now I've got an order on a Baker jersey, and I wonder, what's the weirdest curse you've ever heard of playing? heard of in your playing days p.s knowing the curse i have my wife wants me to get a tom brady jersey what are your thoughts lol Ooh, go, get that, go get that jersey hannah's gonna buy it and send it to him all right so yeah Weirdest curse i don't curse. i never saw any curses but the nba who is it uh little, who's the who's the rapper Lil that B. gives all the curses out he just blessed the lakers yesterday said they're gonna win the title oh. next year whoa good luck will be this is the thing people are cursing i don't know any i don't i don't know any curses um he cursed Harden a couple of years ago. Did he really? Yeah. For so, doing yeah. He told him to dance. stop doing the uh, the celebration, right? He stole that from him. Danny, you're so hip today. See? That was only five <laughs> years ago that I knew that was going um, on. All right. Sorry, CB Morning. We'll get some curses for you. Uh, from Jared Wirtz, he said, what is the best dunk in which you've seen someone get slammed on, and why is it DeAndre Jordan dunking on Brendan Knight? That was, an, that was an absolutely filthy dunk. Uh, him and, him and Blake Griffin had some nasty dunks, but my favorite dunk of all time, I'm going to pull out one of my own dunks. We were, um, in a rec gym. We had the kid named Mike Spencer who was, uh, probably like, probably like six, three, maybe like two sixties, big old boy, like could throw his body around a little bit. Not, not a great player, but he liked to talk a lot of stuff. So I came down, um, and something happened where he was looking weak side and I, I dunked on him, right? And he happened to like double over when I dunked on him. So <laughs> when I came down, if you could imagine him bent over at the waist and I was like just laying on the top of his back <laughs> and just kind of Superman there in the air, it was just, it shut the gym down. So that's my favorite dunk oh, of all time. Man. When was this? Oh, this was in college. This was like at 98. That's when I could dunk. But it's by 2001, I couldn't. <laughs> That's uh, when we needed would, to I learn. I need to dunk today. My favorite dunk, same kind of story. I was in high school, except I didn't do the dunking. I got dunked on Ooh. by a teammate. No, by a teammate. So I was Can you playing his name? AAU, Eddie Jones. <laughs> okay. You know, for long, Eddie Jones, my man Ice. He was playing AAU with us. I remember I was like playing down low and I was trying to box out and I had like perfect position. I was boxing out for the offensive rebound. And all of a sudden, like I'm boxing out, getting ready to go up. And I just see this body come flying through, like follows up and does a put back dunk, throws it down. Like, but like literally jumped over me, who I was his teammate yeah. and threw it down. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm playing the wrong sport. Like these dudes are playing a whole nother level. Eddie Jones, best dunk I've ever seen when it was right over me and I was his teammate. If you had to go NBA. <laughs> uh, probably. Scotty, you do, Scotty on Patrick, Sean seen? Camp I brought up um, earlier. Yeah, that was John nasty. Sean Stark's dunk. Uh, 
John Starcher's dope. Tom Chambers was a nasty dope. Oh, yeah. Um, he got, like, carried. He got, like, carried by the defender. The thing was sick, though. I'll, I'll probably go – I'll probably go Scotty on Patrick, you know, because I was a big Bulls fan, and he just – yeah, it's just he just shoved he just shoved the hell out of him afterwards and stepped over yes. him. They're disrespectful. Billy Bob twenty three forty three. He said, "Raja, do you still play Fortnite? You know this. If so, is Lonely Lodge and Pleasant Park still your go to spots? Um, I still like Lonely. Uh, I'll go to Haunted a little bit. Uh, the Mansion. Like I, I don't know why I love to go to the Mansion now, but I'll go to the Mansion. Um, and then at, at times I will hit like one of my sons really loves to go to Dusty Deep or Dusty Divot. Like that's his spot." <laughs> Um, so I'll go there if I'm playing with him just because he drags me there. From Big Red Trella, he's, ooh, who we helped him last week with advice in general. All right, all right. He says, what are the do's and don'ts of a first date? Um, don't faint. Don't faint. True. <laughs> I would, I would advise from firsthand experience. Do not Debo's do never going to live that one down. And don't, what was the other thing? Don't go in for Don't a, let her pay. Don't oh, let yeah. her pay. Don't say Get home safe when you're already at her front door. Yeah, we learned that from my bad experience. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> he was so rattled. He was just nervous. Do's and don'ts on the first date, guys. Do's and don'ts. I mean, dude, be yourself. Like, have fun. Um, like, right? Like, like. No, make... no, you gave great advice Danny's last night. to say play games with her. Yeah, Danny was. <laughs> Danny was like, "Don't be nice. Let your sense of humor come out a little bit. Like, right? Like, you want it to be an entertaining thing, so you get another date. You don't want it to be like have something do, going on about yourself. Do wait two days to text her that you enjoyed the date. No. <laughs> games. Games. Don't text her right after you leave. Like that's a bad idea. Yeah, don't do you that. Don't, play the don't, game. don't send the hey, are yeah. you good? I had a good yeah. Maybe can don't, you text that you can text right. the next day, no? We gotta wait two days. Can you yeah, text later, like twenty four hours later? Yeah. Wait, you gotta I, wait. If yeah, I wait no. twenty four hours after the date, have I missed my window? Am I too early? No, no, that's good. I would say I, I sometimes it, I don't know. It depends. If you don't like the date, and then he sends you a text like right away, like "Hey, I had fun tonight," then you're like, oh, "No, okay. not that one." But, but like, I mean, like the next, like oh, we go oh, out, like, like tomorrow the, night. I hit you. Like, is that too early? Or is no, no, it no. Too, that's great. That's Being good? like, "Hey, how's your day?" Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. All right, All right, I got one for you. Don't go in for the kiss on the first date. <laughs> Yeah, agree I, or disagree. I can agree with that because there's some first dates, you know, yeah. you're like, oh god, I hope, I hope, I hope this doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> See, you never, you never know, and then you leave her wanting more when you leave. So don't, don't sage advice, sir. <laughs> See that? Savage. I think we should have like a Danny <laughs> advice segment. I like that. I think it's called Five <laughs> Star Q and A. That's right. We can make it happen. But it's so All right, specific. Is that, do we have any other uh, Q and As? Any other questions? No, that's it. All right, perfect. That's a wrap for us then. Uh, make sure you come back on Monday. We're going to recap uh, this NBA Finals. Game 2 takes place on Sunday. And uh, we'll be back with a full week schedule. We have some big announcements to make, too. Some uh, some of our listeners are going to be pretty excited about it. Raja and I have a promo shoot next next week. I know Raja can't wait for the photo shoot. We're going to have to use our best acting skills. I think there's going to be some video involved as well. Uh, <laughs> but make sure you go check us out. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Canel and Bell. And have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.